one knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And thanks for being with us, everyone. Big Dave Lemon tonight. Uh, Joe is out. Joe has uh, a little bit under the weather. He has some laryngitis. And uh, might check in with him by phone a little bit later in the show. But my special guest tonight is Bernard Lee, who we uh, we often have on around Christmas. Uh, he's a guy I immediately uh, link poker and Christmas with because he every year he does uh, stuff for this Boston community. And uh, this year is no different. We'll talk about it with him in just a second. Uh, just to let you know, uh, of course, we're in the holiday season. Next week, we will have a best-of show, which we will pre-record ahead of time. And we'll have some interviews uh, from uh, 2016, including my trip out to uh, the World Series of Poker earlier this year and, and a few other things that we did here that were big in South Florida and big all around the country now, as uh, we're certainly on the map as far as that goes. Uh, Joe will be uh, back with us next week, hopefully, and... Uh, we will have a good time uh, into the new year and have a lot of fun uh, with a lot of new guests and a lot of stuff uh, coming in. But let's bring in our guest, uh, Bernard Lee. For those of you who aren't familiar with Bernard, and I, I find that hard to believe, uh, he's been one of the foremost uh, media people in the world of poker, a tremendous poker player, uh, has won many tournaments, and he's also an author and writer for uh, um, different outlets uh he has a regular radio show which will be celebrating his 10th anniversary this year and we'll get to that in just a minute but during the christmas season bernard i know you've been doing this for a long time and it has to be so rewarding because people think about christmas and they think about all the good times and the gifts but there are a lot of people out there that just can't afford it and you do what you do to make sure that they have a good time as well well yeah uh, well thanks for having me on the show again guys i appreciate it um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's always great to talk about this. I've had a lot of people call me about this recently and, uh, we've been interviewed, uh, Boston Globe just did a write up and poker news and card player and a couple of other local Boston ones. And it's, uh, our sixth year doing this. Um, this is, um, become a family tradition. Uh, this year we took care of, uh, 37 families, 53 children, from a group called Family Aid Boston. Um, this group uh, helps uh, families that are homeless get back on their feet and uh, gives them housing so that with the intent of them moving on from that housing and really kind of going from there. And, and uh, really, it's their actual 100th anniversary. Um, so it was really a great opportunity for us to kind of link with them and help their uh, organization. And we did our celebration this past Saturday, uh, and it was it was just uh, really a, a fantastic event. Um, you know, over the past six years, we've given holiday gift packages uh, worth over $60,000 um, to over 170 families and 350 children. So it's just been really a lot of to be honest, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's, I'm sure. it's really a great opportunity to do this and give back. And um, what I love about it is that my kids get really involved as well. Um, my daughter was solely responsible for buying all of the clothing for all the little ones, anyone I think three and under. 
and my son was in charge of all the sporting equipment and um, they helped me put it together. They actually did a speech at the event. Um, they they had passed out all the toys to all the all the families. Um, and what we do, which is a little bit different than what some other organizations, some other organizations just kind of give out the same stuff to everyone. We actually have every single family fill out a questionnaire for every single child. Wow. And based off of those questionnaires, we get their gifts customized. And so we make sure that every child had a set of hat and gloves. And it wasn't just, we just bought 53, you know, they're toddlers, there's 10 year olds, there's two year olds, there's 14 year olds. And for example, we had two kids who loved Paw Patrol. For those of you who aren't of that age that understand what Paw Patrol is, <laughs> just a TV me. show. So, you know, some, somebody loved Minnie Mouse. So we went out of our way to find hats and gloves that actually represented what they liked. Well, well um, among the gifts, besides the toys and the games and the uh, sporting equipment and that sort of thing, the the dolls, uh, you had a lot of useful things too, including in that, including clothing and uh, right. you know gloves and and school supplies. Yeah, we we really one of the things that unfortunately for these um, kids is that they get book bags from the the city but they get bright orange book bags. So they, they almost like stick out like a sore thumb in school. And so we really wanted to make sure that they didn't feel that way. So we bought them, anyone who was three and older, which is pretty much school age, we bought them a book bag. Um, but we also took it to another level where every mother also received a winter jacket and a duffel bag for their own. Because of course all these mothers are um, just helping out for their kids. Um, and then we took it to another level where six of the families requested diapers. So anybody who was two and under received a month's supply of diapers. Um, so we really tried to do it uh, a special thing. And, and the final special thing is we sent every single kid and, and their mothers um, to Disney on Ice next week where they're wow. going to see a performance there. Um, but we wanted to make sure that they got the full experience, so we gave them all a $15 concession card so they wouldn't feel like they couldn't spend money when they went there. Uh, besides being gratifying for you, and I'm sure that you mentioned you had fun, and, and that's certainly you know nothing to be scoffed at, but uh, as far as uh, a teaching tool for your children, it's been uh, an incredible uh, experience for them. I saw the pictures. Uh, it's amazing over the six years how much they've grown and how yeah. much they're learning. Yeah. Uh, tell me about their benefit out of this. Well, I, I think the one thing that my children um, – listen, I'm not – I'm not Bill Gates and have money to just burn. Right. Um, uh, I, I don't have numerous zeros behind my name and commas, but I don't think my children have ever needed a winter coat or have ever needed winter boots. Right? When, when they were young, they had a stroller. They didn't need extra diapers. So, you know, in the real world, if you look at it in, in the scope of things, they had they hit the gene lottery right because they were able to or birth lottery whatever you want to call it Joe I'm right. of course being sarcastic right. but um, they don't have to want for anything right if they need if there is a need right we're not talking a wish we're not talking you know my daughter wants a pony she never really wanted a pony but you know what I'm saying you right, know if sure. if she wanted something like that she doesn't need that 
But if she needs a winter coat, she gets a winter coat. And, and by the way, she probably has two winter coats, one for 20-degree weather and one for 30 or 40-degree weather, right? She has winter boots, one for pouring rain and one for snow. So they don't ever have that issue so now that they've taken care of themselves, they've been this from this from the beginning. From minute one, they have helped me. And you can imagine, go backwards in time. My son's in eighth grade. They've been doing this in my like first and third grade. That, right. That's how long they've been doing this with me. So they fully now know what these kids are going through. And my kids aren't going to stores asking me and begging me, can we get some frivolous thing? That's just not what they do anymore. If anything, every once in a while, my daughter or my son will be will be at a store and be like, oh, this would be really cool for our Full House charity program this winter. And that's gratifying to me that right. they're thinking right. altruistically, not, oh, me, 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 I want that. Um, so, and, and you know, when they give out, you know, I, I remember the first couple of years, my I remember one time my son gave out a, bo- a package to this uh, young girl uh, maybe like a year or two younger than my son. And she lo- maybe at the same age, I can't even remember, but she looked at my son and said, God bless you. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. And my son was so stunned, he didn't know what to say. He he really looked at me and goes, Dad, what do I do? And I say, say thank you. And he just, he was so surprised by the reaction that they had that he was taken aback. And now... I don't want to say it's second nature. That's not my point. But but it's it's just he's used to uh, these the, the the people being appreciative, and he appreciates it. You know, my my children actually gave a speech the last two years, and I've asked them to do that to give them their side. And what my son specifically said, and I didn't write this; they wrote it all on their own. I gave them some. They asked me some. You know, what what should I say, Dad? And I gave them some ideas, but they literally wrote this all there on their own. Um, and my son said, I look forward to the holidays every single year, not for the gifts that I get, but for the smiles I see on all of your faces. Yeah, that's fantastic. And for my son to say that, I think we're doing something right. And uh, for, for, for just the fact that it's helping my children appreciate this, I would continue to do this just for that side. But that's the extra benefit of it. You know, um, obviously, I'm doing this to help out a lot of children. Um, and when you see like this this year, a girl who wanted a doll and looked down and got her doll and just start bursting into yeah, tears. That's fantastic. That's, you know, that's what it was all about. Yeah. We're talking with Bernard Lee uh, from the Boston area, of course, a well-known media personality in the world of poker. And, uh, you know, besides hosting his own radio show for nine years and moving on 10, we'll get to that in a few minutes, but uh, uh, also has been a writer in the Boston Herald, has written a couple of books called The Final Table, Volumes 1 and 2, writes for a couple of different magazines, Card Player and All In. I don't know if you're still doing that, Bernard, but uh, uh, what is your favorite part? Part of the media stuff that you do? Um, I think the favorite part of the media that that I used to do, which unfortunately we don't do anymore, was the ESPN Inside Deal, yeah, which was, was the great kind of sports center of poker of its day. You know, we did it for three years. Uh, unfortunately, when um, uh, you know Black Friday hit, sponsorship went away, and that's really the only reason why they went off air. And if we had the sponsorship, I think ESPN would put it right back on. And I loved doing that show. It was just so much fun doing it once a week, going down to Bristol or flying off to places to do it. 
Um, I enjoy that TV side of it so much. I really, really did. Um, um, and in today's day and age, I would say I really enjoy doing my radio show. I think it's just a lot of fun. I, I love writing for ESPN and, and all the magazines, et cetera, uh, as well. So I, I, I'm very fortunate. You know, I, I literally tell people I'm retired. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't work. When you do something that you enjoy so much, how would you consider this work? And, you know, I tell anyone what they, they try to understand what I do, and I literally ask them, "What's your favorite hobby?" If, if you were, you, you were told by your boss you have the whole day off, what would you say that you would love to do? And you know, whether they say cooking, or they say gardening, whether they say golf, or whatever it might be, I tell them, imagine doing that activity for a living. Imagine going on the top website or magazine writing for them and people actually listening to you and then doing a radio show about that topic, how would you love that? Yeah, and that they were fantastic. like, they were like, that would be my dream. I go, that's what I do. That's literally what I do for a living. So how can that be work? And so I, I consider myself retired. I go once a month away somewhere to play in a poker tournament and have fun and, and, uh, you know, I do my radio show and interview people. And, you know, I interviewed every member of the November 9 and uh, interviewed three of them even after the fact, including the champ again just a couple weeks ago. And it's it's ridiculous the life that I lead. It really is. Yeah. The Full House Charity Program has uh, been your charity uh, for quite some time. At one point, uh, there was a certain amount contributed to it for every full house that you got in a certain tournament. Right. Uh, are you still doing that? Um, we don't really do that anymore. Um, what we did was it was like for every full house, uh, we put $500 toward the charity itself. We ended up putting more than that $500. So it kind of, we stopped that trend because we knew we were going to put potentially more. So why even do that? Um, and you know, the thought was, is that that was going to kind of catch on and maybe, you know, People would get excited about it. Oh, great! You got a full house. So you're going to be putting more toward the the charity, but it just never really caught on. So we don't really do that anymore. We just we we know what we set aside certain amounts of money, and we've been fortunate that we've gotten some donations, and and we're really able to take it. We really took it to another level this year, and it takes me about a hundred hours to really put everything together uh, every single holidays. And people are just always like, "How can that be?" Well, come to my house, not last weekend, but the weekend before, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, literally from 9 a.m. to 1 or 2 a.m. straight. I mean, I, I didn't eat basically two days. My <laughs> wife at like 10 o'clock um, was, you know, eating something, and I kind of started eating, and all of a sudden I devoured it. And she was like, hey, you didn't leave me anything. And, and I said, I said, I totally forgot I didn't eat anything all day. Like I just did, like I was just working nonstop. So it takes a long time to put it all together, but it's really worth it. It really is. The Full House Charity Program in conjunction with Family Aid Boston. Uh, the big weekend was last weekend on the 17th of December. Uh, took care of 37 homeless families with Christmas packages. And you, I guess upcoming is still your trip to Disney on Ice. Yeah, we're going to send them all to Disney on Ice as well. And, and um, in addition to that, we help out some other local families. Um, uh, we also did, uh, we, we often go into Cambridge, um, uh, my old stomping grounds at Harvard Square, and we help out homeless people there. We give them holiday packets, uh, food packets. 
Um, unfortunately, we didn't do it this year because the day we were going to do it, it was pouring rain and they wouldn't they wouldn't have been out. Um, but uh, strangely enough, I had already done it earlier this year, but not at home, but in Las Vegas. I was out there. I was playing the WPT5 Diamond main event. I got knocked out day two. Just nothing went my way to uh, at the end of day one. And then day two, I, I shoved right away uh, from the big blind. Uh, I think it was something like ace-five suited. And, of course, the guy who raised on the button had ace-king. So pretty standard shove there with, like, 12 bigs. And, of course, he had to wake up with the monster. Yeah. Um, and I was out, and I was kind of bummed. So I started walking on the strip just to kind of – get my head straight and I probably passed like four or five homeless people. And I just said immediately at that point, I go, you know what? Full house charity is coming to Las Vegas. So I went straight to a McDonald's. I asked them for 24 cheeseburgers um, and bought a case of water and just gave them all out. And then I gave them out so fast that I went right back to um, McDonald's and I said, can I get 26 more? <laughs> um, and I bought another case of water and I did the same thing. And it was, yeah, it was pretty funny. The first time they looked at me like my head was cut off. And then the second time when I did it, half of them all whispered like they knew what I was doing. And so the other people who were like, what is he doing? And they whispered to him like, why? And then they were like, oh, wow, that's really nice. And then they made, they were like, is there anything else we can help you with? You know, that kind of stuff. So it was really a lot of fun. I mean, giving out, you know, to dozens of people. Um, and a lot of these people were just stunned, like really yeah. stunned that, that, that I was just doing this and just handing out hamburgers and handing out waters and it was great. It was a lot of fun. Before we get your radio show, a uh, big event this year down the stretch of 2016, which I always connect you two guys because you gave a similar answer to a question I had. And that is Mike Sexton, who yeah. uh, won the tournament, the WPT Montreal this year. And both yeah. of you guys are well known for your broadcasting and, and a lot of stuff that you've done. You're both also very good players. And right. you both answered the question similarly when I asked, what do you want to be remembered as? A uh, uh, great poker player or a great broadcaster, and you both said you won't, both want to be known as poker players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think that you, some, many people. First of all, to be put in the same sentence as Mike is is just an honor. I mean, he's the ambassador of poker, obviously Hall of Famer. So happy he won the WPT yeah. in Montreal. I called him. I texted him the day before when he went to the final table, saying good luck. You know, I, I I called him right away after he won. We we set up an interview. He came on my radio show and did it. I saw him at Five Diamond and gave him a big hug and said, "Congrats!" You know, I mean, just he's just such a great guy. And and you know, we've 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 developed a pretty good friendship. And and he said to me in the past that I've been a very good ambassador. And for the true ambassador of poker to say that about me was just like. It's like your hero telling you that you're doing a good job. And so that was really great to hear from him. And I understand where he's coming from because you can't. I think that the reason why he's such a good broadcaster is because he's played. And I think what people have said to me is why my radio show and why people like listening to it, because thousands of people, tens of thousands of people listen to it every week, is that. I they a lot of them say you ask the questions that I want to ask these people and so it's I tune in because I I know you're going to ask a question that is really relatable to me right and in on top of that I sometimes ask questions that are a little bit more in depth than a normal reporter can ask because I've sat across of these people right. during a ten thousand dollar event 
And there isn't anyone who reports that can say they've done that. And I have played at a World Series final day, going to a November 9, finishing four spots out of making that final table. I've played and I've won tournaments. I've won a World Series ring. I've played against these guys and played at final tables with these guys. And because of that, I can ask the questions, but I can't report the way I've reported unless I've been a poker player. And so if I ever had to choose, and people have asked, if you had to choose one or the other, what would it be? It has to be playing because you can't be a good reporter unless you play on a regular basis and you know you know maybe now after playing for a decade i could stop playing and be a full-time reporter sure i could potentially do that but i think the reason why i do excel in the media side of it on many levels whether it's radio whether it's written whether it's tv whatever it is is because i i play i play regularly um on the circuit whether it's wsop circuit or the wpt obviously i've gone to the world series for 11 12 years in a row i can't have lost count now um, but because I play at that high level, that's why I can report the way I do. Uh, I want to talk about your radio show. Obviously, big anniversary coming up. Uh, I'm coming up on my uh, time limit that I gave myself to, for you, but uh, can you stick <laughs> no around problem. a little longer? Sure, sure, no okay, problem. Okay, I do have to take a break, so I'm going to do that quickly here. Uh, Bernard Lee, our guest tonight, you can follow him on his website at www.bernardleepoker.com. Also on Twitter and Instagram, at Bernard Lee Poker, and that's uh, L-E-E, unlike uh, some of the guys on the tour now, L-E, but uh, L-E-E. And uh, you can check those out uh, after the show tonight. But let's take a break here on the show. Uh, let me tell you about Gulfstream Park, our friends over there in Houndale Beach. Uh, great poker room over there. Of course, uh, the racing season, the championship racing season is underway. And, and it just doesn't get any better than Gulfstream Park for the winter. And uh, they kicked it off on December 3rd, set all kinds of records on opening day. And, of course, they'll have some great uh, celebrations over there. It's a great family place uh, to take your kids for Christmas. We don't have snow on the ground. But they do have a 50-foot tree called the Festival of Lights, uh, synced up with uh, Christmas music. It's really spectacular. And some train rides around the area for the kids uh, certain days a week. You can check out their schedule at GolfStreamPark.com. As far as the poker goes, uh, 20 tables in the uh, backside of the Finish Line Casino on the first floor. Uh, a nice, clean room, well run. You know you're going to get a fair game there, and a lot of nice people. So we always invite you to check that out. There's lots of places you can go here in South Florida, some a little more famous than Gulfstream, but it's one of my favorites and a place that I go. They have nightly tournaments at 7 p.m. every night of the week, so you can check it out. And if you want more information about those tournaments, what time they start, how many chips you get, uh, what the format of the tournaments is, Give them a call over there at 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. Gulfstream Park is located in Hallandale Beach, 901 South Federal Highway. Uh, check it out this winter. The Christmas season is just spectacular. There's also shopping and dining and all kinds of things besides the racing, the poker, and the slot machines. But check it out. It's Gulfstream Park. Welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Live. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. 
You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables. With a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt, race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Back to the program tonight. Big Dave alone in the studio. Well, not alone. Gio's here and uh, taking care of things as usual. Uh, I don't know how what we do without him, uh, how we get through these programs, but uh, he handles all the technical end of the show because I'm a uh, bow mains when it comes to that. But uh, uh, certainly having a lot of fun tonight with Bernard Lee, our good friend, joins us every year. Uh, not always around Christmas. Sometimes uh, he's doing something big on the tables. And uh, uh, when's the last time? I know you play some of these... Uh, uh, I don't know if it's Heartland or Eastern Tour Poker. Uh, what's your biggest uh, score here in 2016? No, oh, it wasn't good. This was probably my worst year on the felt um, in a long time. Uh, so let's hope next year is a lot better. <laughs> it wasn't a great year. Um, I uh, had a couple of caches at the World Series and stuff like that, but not, not much. I actually didn't play as much as I've played in the past um, just because of random other events i was doing some charity work for um one step closer foundation i'm the director of marketing for them so a lot of stuff that was off the felt as well so it wasn't a very productive year in the sense of playing um so uh hopefully next year will be uh, obviously this coming year will be a, a, obviously a bigger one you're also tied in with run good gear which is a well-known apparel company blaycation is one of the things we've talked about with you on the show before uh all those things still going strong for you yeah blaycation's really taking off um for those of you who don't know basically we give uh behind the scenes tours of the world series of poker we do it during colossus and this year we may even do another one because the interest has been so big 
Um, we're expecting 30 to 40 people for at least one of them. And, and we have about 10 casinos who love the idea and uh, do run satellites for us. So it's a six-day, five-night, uh, basically, a poker experience. And uh, the way we always approach it is is that we have no interest of the tournament. In other words, the focus isn't on the tournament. The focus is on the experience. If you get knocked out of the tournament on the very first hand, you still should have the most incredible weekend of your life, and that's what a lot of people have said. And so that's going really well. Of course, Run Good is one of my sponsors, and uh, they're very helpful for a lot of the stuff. They'll be making up my T-shirts for my 10th anniversary for my radio show. Uh, the show, uh, the Bernard Lee Poker Show, uh, I've been on for nine years, headed for a 10th anniversary, which we will talk about momentarily. Uh, but it's on Rounders Radio on Tuesday still, I guess. Uh, is that correct? Yep. Every Tuesday we come out. Um, put it up on podcast for Rounders Radio and also on iTunes. And also the Poker Fuse podcast page, uh, they always include my show on there, and I know yours is either right in front of me or right behind me, usually in front of me, so uh, and it's certainly understandable. But, uh, you know, you can get your show in a lot of different places and, of course, on iTunes as well, just like this show. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the show. Obviously, you've had everybody that's anybody in the business. Uh, a couple of individuals I want to ask you about. One... Uh, were you able to do anything this year with either uh, Howard Letter or Chris Ferguson, who returned to action this summer at the World Series? Um, so I know Howard a little bit. Um, we've done some interviews in the past. Um, in all honesty, I didn't want to bother them. Um, this is a scenario that they were uncomfortable there. Yeah. They didn't like the the. Um, Took some uh, grief. They didn't like the limelight there. Obviously, Chris did really well and was top ten, top fifteen of Player of the Year. Um, and it was very uncomfortable for them. And I, 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 if I'm in their shoes, which hopefully I'll never be in their shoes, but <laughs> it, you know, if, if you look at it from their side, I would highly doubt that they would have wanted to do an interview. You know, Howard did his interview for Poker News and did a multi-series there. Um, Chris has been hiding so much that he's never done an interview. Um, you know, I, I, as much as I know that I am in the media spotlight, let's make no bones about it. I'm not the first person they're going to run to. So I would make the assumption that I would not be the one. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they would have spoken with me, but I kind of let them, you know, be on their own. Ferguson turned me down out there. Yeah. I, I, I know he, <laughs> I know he turned down a lot of people. So I, I just didn't think it was worth um, pursuing something that I pretty much knew they didn't want to yeah, do. Now, if ESPN asked me to, it's a different story, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, I would well, help I, them down. I got a chance to talk to Chris Moneymaker this year, which was a real thrill for me, and I know you've had him on many, many times, obviously. Uh, guys over the year. I'd like to concentrate, though, on a couple of guys from this year's uh, November 9. First of all, the yep. champion, uh, Kui Win. Uh, what was he like, and uh, how was he as a radio guest? Um, I would say the first time I had him on, it was a little difficult because his uh, English isn't uh, um, very clear. Um, he speaks well in the sense of he understands the language, but he he was tough for him to communicate. And fortunately, his brother Thomas was able to translate some of it. Um, sometimes he, he, his brother literally translated into Vietnamese, got the answer, and then came wow. back with it. Um, <laughs> the second time he was much better. Um, again, a little bit tough to understand him fully, um, but he. Um, you know, he, he, he was better and he, there was really very little translation, uh, this go around, but he's a really happy go lucky guy. Um, what I would say that I've said to him multiple times, and I've actually said this during other interviews is I would not have done 
what he did. Like, I wouldn't have doubled up Michael Ruan at the beginning of day two. Right. I wouldn't have doubled up Cliff Josephy at the beginning of day three. However, he did it his way. Yeah. And he'll never go backwards in time and say, oh, what if I had done this? Whether he won or whether he lost, he did it his way. And there were multiple times where if he was wrong in what he did, he could have been out. I mean, I don't know right. you guys remember. He, yeah. he shoved all in with, uh, forgot if it was threes or fours, it was a small pair to Cliff Josephy's ace queen. What if Cliff had aces there? Yeah. yeah he would have been out in fifth. And so again, I'm not that, that isn't a criticism. I'm just saying he did it his way. He he plays this way, that's the way he plays and that's the way he wanted to do it and he did it his way. So kudos to him for doing that and and uh congratulations to him. So you interviewed him before the November 9 and then after he won the title? Yep, yep. I I interviewed him before uh wrote a column about him for ESPN and then at the uh we had been talking on and off uh, after he won, I actually even talked to his brother during the event. You know, we're just right. kind of talking with him. Um, uh, but then talked to him right after he won. I, t- I immediately spoke with him. I think it was the day after or two days after. Uh, talked to his brother, and, and, and he was sitting right there. And so we, I congratulated him. Uh, and we were trying to schedule a really nice sit down interview, and it was just tough. Obviously, yeah. he has just so many obligations. Um, but at, but what we figured out was let's let Thanksgiving go through, and we were both going to play at the Five Diamond WPT. Okay. And I said, well, this is a perfect opportunity. Why don't we just sit down before the WPT? And that's what we did. So we sat down, and we sat down for about an hour. We even had Young Fam, who was obviously on his rail, uh, do a guest appearance. It was kind of funny. He was he came by, and and we gave the mic to him for about five minutes. So it was good. Was what was the difference in him uh, before and after? Yeah, so he's just a really happy-go-lucky guy. I don't think it really this really affected him per se. Uh, you know, he was with his buddies uh, and his brother, and they were just enjoying life. And uh, he's he's just a he's just a a, a good person, and, and uh, obviously he loves to gamble. He's very aggressive uh, when it comes to playing poker, but he's just he's just a good guy. He was very happy to take photos. He wasn't standoffish. You know, there have been some champs in the past uh, that that really don't like the limelight and he does and so hopefully he'll continue that and he'll have a you know a a, a good view and and hopefully he'll be a good ambassador for the world of poker now obviously uh gordon veo is just a great kid uh really like yep. him i'm wondering a little bit about uh, griffin benger uh, had the run in with kasuf uh, and really basically told him off and i think uh earned a lot of fans by doing that uh, you know, he was a guy that a lot of people thought might win the tournament at one point. Uh, what did you think of him? Yeah, I think Griffin's a great player. I mean, it's as simple as that. And, and I had him as one of the dark horses of, of potentially doing something because I think that he was uh, prepared for the spotlight. He has been in that spotlight before in eSports. E- he's He's been in uh, major events uh, when millions of people have been watching him and he's been followed. Um uh, you know, and he, he uh, just unfortunately could not have been uh, had a, a colder deck. I mean, just yeah. couldn't catch a hand. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when that situation happens on the biggest stage of poker, it's just unfortunate, right? He just never got an opportunity to get going. And that's just unfortunate. Uh, you know, and that's that's the world that 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 happened for for Kui, right? Everything kind of worked out perfectly 
in the scenario that could have worked out. You know, you don't want Griffin getting chips, right? You don't want that scenario to happen, and it, it just never did. But, uh, you know, obviously Griffin's a very intelligent guy, good guy, and, and we had a very enjoyable conversation as well. Uh, speaking of someone who everything went right for, just let me ask you quickly about Joe McKeon, last year's champion, who sure. uh, is not really a friend of the media in any way. Uh, I know the big feud he had with Martin uh, Derbyshire, and sure. uh, he is... I follow him on Twitter, and I find him to be pretty nasty. Am I wrong about that? You know, um, I can't say what other people are thinking and why they react the way they have. Um, he's been always pleasant to me. Um, he's accepted my interviews with regards to the November 9 last year. He was uh, very open. You know, was he the most jovial person in the world? No, but I don't think that that's in his personality. Um, I've played with him since, and, you know, he hasn't been um, uh, difficult at the tables. He's just, you know, he's just played. And, you know, how he reacts to the media or how he reacts to certain people, I, I can't really speak for that. Why he does it or, what, you know, that's that's his choice. You know, yeah, that's really exactly. the way he is. But to me as a person, he's always been very respectful. I saw him this summer. He, he said hi. We chatted for a little bit, and I, I wished him well, and, and that was it. So, uh, I don't really have anything bad to say about him to me personally. What he, how he reacts to other people, and how you know, that's you know, what can I say? I mean, that's that's his choice, and and people can make their uh, kind of determinations and conclusions based off of what he writes for themselves. And I, I don't necessarily want to okay. tag him with any sure. any anything because uh, he's never been really mean to me. Let's close things out with uh, your radio show because I've been doing this show uh, in March will be my seven-year anniversary. And so I understand how much goes into this. Uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, you're lining up your own guests, which can be really tough sometimes. I know you have some people that maybe help you out with some PR, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a grind. And, and to do it for seven years, I'm really proud of that. So now you're coming up on your 10th year. Sure. Uh, and that must be, uh, you know, a huge feather in your cap. Yeah, I'm really proud of it. Um, I can't believe it's 10 years, to be honest. Um, I'm very fortunate that a lot of these guys are my friends. So, you know, for me to call somebody like when Jason wins player of the year, it's simple, right? I right. just call Jason and say, hey, when you got a few minutes, he's like, well, Monday's bad, but how about Wednesday at 1? Sure. You know, Daniel wins, simple, just call Daniel. You know, I mean – and, and I know it sounds kind of flippant, just, oh, yeah, just call Daniel. I mean, I know it sounds silly, but it kind of is. I mean, that's really, they're my friends. So, yeah. you know, when, when you're fortunate to have friends on tour because you play with them or you are good acquaintances, it works out. And obviously the November 9 works out well because of my connection with ESPN. A lot of them know who I am from that, and so they immediately are fortunate to return my calls. And so I'm, I'm able to bang out six of those interviews really quickly and, you know, to be honest, have a month off where I just kind of chill. Um, but And then when Blair Hinkle wins Heartland Championship, I call Blair Hinkle. You know, James Romero wins WPT5 Diamond. I call the the WPT guys, they give me his uh, contact information, and he's eager to come on, and he comes on. You know, so yeah. uh, I, I'm fortunate that I, I'm able to get a lot of high-profile name. Mike Sexton, I mean, again, he wins, and we get him on. So yeah. we're very fortunate to get a lot of high-profile names on the show. I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people. We were very fortunate that, to be just named one of the five top five poker podcasts in, in the world. 
um, a, a couple of months ago. And so we're, we're very proud to be on the list with two plus two and poker news and, and, uh, Daniel Negreanu. So to be in that list and in that company, I, I'm very proud of that. And, you know, for our 10th year, we're really going to make it a big special bang, um, starting in March. Uh, we're going to do a 10 month celebration where every month we're going to be giving away some kind of prize. Um, and we're going to give away 10 of those prizes every single month. So really 10 gifts and 10 of each of those gifts. And we will be having a total of, uh, uh, over $10,000 worth of prizes. So everyone, I, I would assume you get the, tr- get the kind of trend and the theme yeah. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. And that's really what we're going to do. And, and we're going to celebrate. Every single month, uh, we're going to have a really grand celebration, and we're looking forward to 10 years. And we're going to bring back some guests that may not have necessarily reference to the present, but they were people who uh, had meaning for me when I first started out. Uh, I won't necessarily name those people, but you'll see when they come out. And I'm I'm really looking forward to it. We've got a lot of plans in the works, and, and uh, people should – if you're interested, follow me on Twitter, Bernard Lee Poker. Uh, you'll get all the information when the announcement comes out because a lot of them will be based on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, uh, likes, you know, retweets, all that for you to be eligible for a lot of these prizes. And I will tell you that there are a couple that you you want every poker player is going to be want to be part of. I'll just leave it at that. Well, you know that uh, Poker Action Line is just outside that top five. Looking in, uh, we're trying to we're trying to catch <laughs> well, up with you. <laughs> yeah, well, again, I was, it was a very nice surprise. It was a very nice honor, um, and uh, we're very pleased by it. And we, we put a lot of hard work into it. You know, um, uh, I, I uh, really try to get all these guys lined up, ready to go. And uh, um, like I said, I've had the who's who of poker on my show, and I'm very fortunate that I'm able to do that. By the way, you mentioned uh, Jason Mercier, who had a huge year here in uh, 2016, and I know Jason pretty well, and I can call him and get him on the show, but the other 99 top guests you've had, I've got no shot at. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this. Who is the one person that you've never had on that you would love to have? Um, it's a great question. Um, I would have to think about it for a second. I've had Doyle on, so... Oh, I know uh, who I so so this person has come on my show, but I didn't interview him. So he was interviewed for me by Phil Gordon. Okay. So I indirectly interviewed him, and he was on my show. But I would love to be able to interview him myself. That's Phil Ivey. Okay. He's yeah, tough. He, yeah. Well, he's just not. You know, he and I just know. Like I've actually, I've actually been with him. I've met him personally. Um, uh, All in Magazine was going to do a big interview in his trailer, and they asked me to do the interview for him, which, by the way, like literally an hour before the interview, they're like, can you interview him for me? I'm like, what? And so, (laughs) of course, you jump at the chance, but then you're like, bubble, 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 what the hell do I say? Like, I don't really know, you know? So I would say Phil would definitely be one of those people that I would love to have. Um, Yeah. I mean, I have, I don't know. I mean, to be on that, who else would it have been? I don't. I would love to have interviewed Chip. I will tell you that. I would love to have interviewed Chip Reese. That would have been definitely or somebody of great players that passed on. Stu Unger would be on the top of everybody's yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chip was a like Stu. I, I did. I wasn't part of the world of poker when Stu passed in you know '89. 
So I, I wouldn't, but, but Chip Reese was alive when I was doing poker. And the reason why for Chip Reese is he indirectly got me into poker because he wrote the chapter on Seven Card Stud in Doyle's Super System, and that was the first chapter that I ever read about poker and why I got into poker um, and why I was successful at poker right away, and it was him. Um, and that's kind of why I would love to have interviewed him yeah. and just kind of, or just sat down and talked with him really more than anything. Will Kasuf, uh, any interest in interviewing him or is he not worth your breath? No, I wouldn't say he's not worth my breath. Um, when we finished the world series, there are a lot of people asking me to, and I actually know some of his buddies, um, in England. So I don't think it'd be that hard to get him onto an interview as long as he's willing to do it. Right. Well, I think he's um, always willing to do it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, who knows? At this stage of the game, you don't you don't know. You know, I mean, he might just be tired of doing all these interviews, talking about the same thing over and over again. So, I I, I don't know. Um, will I have him on? Maybe. I mean, um, uh, I, I I wouldn't say that he's definitely someone that we, we want on right away. Who we really wanted on right away was obviously Quee. We got Gordon on. We got uh, Kenny Hallert. Um So. I think that there is definitely still an opportunity that we will have him on to kind of ha let him say his piece, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to let you go. Uh, give us the last details about uh, when your 10-month anniversary or your 10-year anniversary and your 10-month celebration gets underway on uh, the Bernard Lee Poker Show. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll start in March. We'll, we'll be making an announcement. Um, May is the technical of, uh, 10th anniversary, but like I said, we're going to do 10-month celebrations. So it'll start off in March. Again, follow me on Twitter at Bernard Lee Poker. Um, if you are a listener and you are into poker, uh, the, these next 10, those 10 months, are you're definitely going to be giving away a lot of cool stuff. So You'll want to be on Twitter to hear it um, and get it because that's where we're going to make a lot of our announcements. So a quick follow would definitely not hurt anybody. So, Well, thanks again for uh, taking the time. Uh, congratulations on that uh, uh, tremendous charity that you run that uh, has done so much for people over the years. Always great to talk to you. Fantastic. Thanks again for having me on the show. Have a great holidays, and, and to everyone, a happy new year. Okay, same to you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay, Bernard Lee uh, joining us on the program. Uh, just a great guy and uh, with a passion for, for doing things for other people. And uh, certainly I've always called him the hardest working person in uh, poker. But uh, some of the things he's cut back on and, uh, you know, some things come and go depending on the world of poker. But uh, certainly uh, his presence is out there and uh, he's a great spokesman for all the companies he represents. And uh, it's going to be a special year, I'm sure, for him in 2017. Let's take our final break of the show. When we come back, we'll close things out, tell you a little bit about our best of show coming up next week. Uh, thanks for being with us and our thanks to Bernard Lee as well. Uh, but let's tell you about Gulfstream Park as we finish out here. Of course, uh, uh, some great programs there going on uh, over the holidays, as I mentioned earlier. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some great stuff in the poker room as well. Uh, we want you to check the, the poker room out, say hello to Scott Poole over there from us over the holidays. Uh, one of the great places here in South Florida, always uh, a place that we like to spend our time. Uh, championship racing is on right now, and uh, we invite you to get over there for that. Wednesdays through Sundays is racing. Uh, I believe 12.45 is the starting time. And, of course, they have the breakfast at Gulfstream on Saturday mornings. That's another thing that they do over there. In the casino over there, they're having a special Extra Extra Fridays. 
Uh, every 15 minutes from 9 to 11 p.m. at night, two slot players win $100 in free play. And the lightning round then begins at 11. 11 players winning $100 every 11 minutes. Uh, great program over there in their casino. But as far as the poker room goes, they have uh, great cash games, a lot of different things that they spread over there. And you can check that out by calling the card room at 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. I'm going to go to over there this weekend over the holidays and, uh, and do a little playing myself. So if you see me over there and you know who I am, check me out and uh, say hello. Love to talk to you as well. Uh, it's Gulfstream Park. It's located at 901 South Federal Highway. It's in Hallandale Beach. Easy to get to from 95, in between 95 and the beaches, right on the corner of Hallandale Beach Boulevard and Federal Highway. Check it out uh, this winter season. You'll be glad you did. Uh, Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... <laughs> Sometimes, though. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Final segment of the program, Big Dave Tonight. Uh, our thanks to Bernard Lee, who always uh, has so many interesting things to say. We love having him on, and uh, hopefully we'll have him on again soon. Uh, but check out his uh, website once again, www.bernardleepoker.com, and you get all the information on his uh, celebration for his 10th year of his radio show. Uh, a couple of news items that I did want to mention before we go. Uh, and then we'll tell you about our show next week. Uh, won't be here in the studio. We'll be taping that tonight and uh, putting that together for the week. Uh, the uh, WSOP today announced uh, their dates. Or I guess it was yesterday, actually. But uh, uh, the final schedule, of course, still in development. But they uh, give you out a little bit of piecemeal here and there to get you excited about it early. And the 2017 World Series of Poker will get underway on Tuesday, May the 30th. And we'll run through the, uh, when they determine the final table for the November 9, that will be July 17th. The main event starts on the 8th, I guess 8th, 9th, and 10th are the uh, opening days for that. Uh, So they mentioned uh, the main. They will also bring back a lot of the other favorites, like the Millie Maker, uh, the Monster Stack, of course the ladies and the seniors, and the little one for one drop. Uh, The seniors seniors event uh, now has a slot on the calendar. It's uh, 
June the 16th, which is a Friday, $1,000 buy-in, 50 years and older. And for the first time, it will be a re-entry event. Uh, the Colossus will be back, 565 uh, buy-in. Uh, down a little bit in attendance this year from 21,000 plus uh, from the year before, which was over 22,000. So down a little bit, but uh, certainly uh, one of the biggest tournaments ever in the world, a million-dollar guaranteed prize pool. And uh, it has attracted over 44,000 entries in its uh, first two years. So that will kick off uh, with three starting days, June the 2nd, June the 3rd, and June the 4th, two flights on each day, uh, most likely starting at 10 and 4. And that will be a re-entry also. Uh, you can enter again if you get knocked out. Uh, usually what they do is they play down to the money uh, in each event so you have an idea whether you're uh, going to cash or not. And actually, you can get back in anyway. I think there's, you have the opportunity to cash six times uh, in this event. But uh, certainly a thrilling thing early in the series. And once again, that will be June 2nd through the 4th. Uh, again, the main event, July 8th. Uh, through the 17th is uh, where that one runs. Uh, win that we talked about in the show with Bernard winning $8 million last year. There will be 69 events this year, uh, or that was 69 events last year, and they brought in uh, over uh, 107,000 entrants from 107 countries, which works out pretty nice. Uh, there should be over 70 events this year. Total prize money across all tournaments amounted to more than $221 million last year. So that's all uh, starting to get on our minds as we turn the calendar into 2017. Uh, here in 2016, a couple of big events. The uh, MGM National Harbor, which is the new uh, casino in Washington, D.C., uh, some of the numbers came out from the first week. Uh, it says that they have been at capacity almost nonstop since... Uh, they opened on December 8th, over 170,000 people in the first week alone. So pretty incredible. It's a $1.4 billion property in Prince George's County and has a hotel, theater, spa, restaurants, and Maryland's sixth casino. And uh, they opened half hour early and at 1030 uh, on the opening day, and by 1115 they were in reach capacity. So you can imagine what a nut house that was over there. The other thing I wanted to mention was uh, EPT Prague uh, finished uh, really the final EPT event as uh, they're going to change some of the way that works over there, uh, European Poker Tour, and uh, they will try new things this next year. Uh, poker Stars uh, is actually killing that brand and converting it into two new ones, the Poker Stars Championship and the Poker Stars Festival. But the winner was uh, Jasper Meyer Van Putin. And he began the final table second to last in chips and ends up winning head-to-head over Martin Crusor. Uh, interesting final table because David Peters uh, was on it, and David's a guy who's been on our radar for quite some time. Also a local, uh, Samantha Cohen from South Florida that I think she's actually going to school now in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken, from Twitter. But uh, she is from down here and plays all the tournaments, the major tournaments down here. So I've seen her for many years play. And a uh, good player, really uh, uh, improving and uh, made the final table. Unfortunately, she got knocked out in sixth place. And uh, David Peters in third. Jasper Meyer Van Putin defeated uh, Cruzor, winning 699,000 euros. So uh, that kind of concludes the tournament season. Around the country, there there will be a local tournament here at the Seminole Hard Rock, the Toys in the Sun, 
or the fun in the sun, I should say. Uh, that kicks off the day after Christmas, so uh, that will be the final uh, big tournament in this area. And we certainly will look ahead to a lot of stuff after the first of the year. Of course, the Aussie Millions gets underway in January, as does the PCA Championship, which has a new name uh, over there in the Bahamas, but is basically the same kind of tournament. Uh, also, uh, in February, the World Series of Poker Circuit returns to Palm Beach Kennel Club in West Palm Beach, and we'll be keeping an eye on that. And then at the Hard Rock also has the Lucky Hearts Open, which starts in January. So we'll be following all those things after the first of the year. Next week, we'll have kind of a best-of show. Um, you know, I mentioned uh, William Kasouf to uh, Bernard at the end of the program. Uh, some people love him, some people hate him, but I think he kind of was the story of 2016. Uh, not only for uh, you know some of the interesting and funny uh, laughs we got out of it, but because it was big for us because uh, his whole uh, appearance really started with the hands against Stacy Madison. So uh, we're going to hear from both Stacy and uh, Corey Zeidman on the show next week, our best of show. In fact, that will take up a good part of the program. Also, we'll have plenty of the interviews, uh, breakout players like uh, Kate Hall, uh, longtime uh, favorites like uh, I think Jason Somerville will be on the show. Uh, and we'll kind of uh, run down some of the big things that happened, the GPL, some of the controversial things that happened throughout the year, and and, and a lot of uh, different things. We'll have kind of a rundown and uh, mix into a few interviews, and I think you'll enjoy it. Anyway, that will be on the show next week. We won't be live here in the studio, so uh, check that out next week. Uh, that's going to about do it for the program for us. Uh, Joe, I'm sure we'll be back next, well, not next week, obviously we're not going to be here, but uh, the following week as we kick into January, we're working on a few interviews, a uh, uh, really interesting book that I just started uh, by Alex Fitzgerald, I'm going to get that uh, set up, also uh, another book from the same company that kind of talks about uh, mixed games and Omaha High-Low and some of the uh, interesting uh, aspects of some of the other games that I'm still hoping will turn into something a little bit bigger in 2017. Of course, uh, things that are uh, on the horizon, uh, will they get the compact signed between the, the Seminoles and the state of Florida? Uh, big question there. Uh, I think the uh, the uh, state of Florida overplayed their card, their hand there, and uh, you know they're going to be in big trouble when that happens next year because they don't have a lot of uh, bargaining power anymore. The Seminoles seem to hold all the good cards. And uh, we'll see what happens with that. But that will obviously affect the area and whether there will be other casinos and other poker rooms here coming to town, whether some of the uh, exciting gambling that uh, goes on here in South Florida will be spread throughout the state. And there's all kinds of questions. Since uh, the state of Florida punted last year when they had a chance to do something, uh, now with a weaker hand they're going to have to... Uh, pooch pun or something. I don't know exactly what, but uh, we'll see what happens next week. We'll talk about some of that, and of course, uh, a lot of other things that we'll discuss uh, on the program and into 2017. So thanks for being with us. Our thanks again to Bernard Lee. Uh, check out his website, bernardleepoker.com, or follow him on Twitter, at Bernard Lee, uh, at Bernard Lee Poker, I should say, and uh, it'll be fun. You know, he's always an interesting guy, and I'm sure that you'll enjoy following his radio program, as you do this one as well. Uh, Follow us on uh, iTunes or uh, hold'emradio.com uh, or check out our website. We have all the archives. I went through a lot of stuff today. There's great stuff on there for the last six years uh, on pokeractionline.com. Click on the yellow box and you can uh, run back on the archives and check it out. That's going to do it. We'll catch you on next week on the program. Everybody have a fantastic Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. However you celebrate the holidays, enjoy it. 
And uh, be safe and treat each other kindly here in the holiday season. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.